Welcome back, everyone, to Milk Bucket. Hey, welcome back, boys. We're here with housemate Chris for the full episode. Good to be here. We got some good responses from last week with Chris and Patty, so we're keen to have Chris on for a full one today. Fuck yeah. Uh, but before we do it, Chris, you were telling us about a story like beforehand. Before yeah, the well, we're all in this walking phase, but do, being yeah, locked yeah, down and everything. Apes, hey. And uh, for those of you who are in Sydney, you will know that there's a beautiful cliff walk in like Vaucluse or Dover Heights. And uh, in I've fact, actually never been. Must be nice. Oh, you should go. It's amazing. Shit. Oh, what happened? Well, anyway, so I was on the cliff walk and of course I went on the other side of the fence because for the lols. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I fell off the cliff. Oh, what fell, the fuck? I fell onto the rocks underneath. Holy shit. Wait, Whoa, did you break anything? Fuck. Well, my face. However, I was very afraid that my phone would break. However- what? the puppy case on it, so oh, it was intact. Wait, it, didn't, intact. it didn't break? No, and it even fell out of my hand, it hit the rocks first. I was very upset about the phone. Went to, you know, call for help, and I could call for help because the phone was intact. I heard it actually broke the rock. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. And, and what type of designs can you get with a puppy case? Can you just get any design that's available on the website? Yeah, it's all bespoke, if, oh, you, if you wish. Wait, is there, is there like biodegradable options or something like that? I'm sure there are. There's no way. Very corporate social Wait, wait, Bass, he's, he's lying if he says this. Is there a Milk Bucket collab case happening right now? There might be. Oh my God. Wait, there's no way you would even get a discount on that. Is there some sort of discount? Like I should 10% or something? So. Oh shit, there's a Jesus. 10% discount, boys. Only Fuck. for the loyal followers of the Milk Bucket. Make sure to go to puppies.com <laughs> forward slash Milk Bucket. <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> Click the link down below for 10% off a case. If you want to break, if you want to fall down, break your body, but not break your phone, go to at Poppy This. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, I had the funniest fucking thing. Actually, Chris was with me. So <laughs> when you're ordering pizza with Domino's, yeah. you, know, you know how you can like customize it, add more cheese Wait, and Chris was like with that? you when you were ordering Domino's. No, no, I just yeah. happened to be in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you know how you can customize that bitch. So you yeah. can add extra cheese. Oh, like, this is- yeah. <laughs> So you know which pizza has the best toppings on it? The vegetarian one. So what I did, get the vegetarian one, add meat. Fuck it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Is that shit disrespectful? Oh, that's fucking, so funny. I'll I was, have the vegan pizza with extra rare steak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, remember when Tom Zetti fucking went to the vegan restaurant with Bradley Martin and he ordered fucking 40 pack of wings? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's the thing. I, I wasn't. I was kind of fucking scared. Is this going to disrespect the fucking chef? What if the chef is vegan? He's fucking the adding- chef at Domino's. <laughs> he works at Domino's. I don't know if you can call him a chef. I don't know. I don't know if he's in Tuscany got- for five years before he could work at. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he has as much of a chef's hat as more of a fucking Domino's cap. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not exactly some old nonna fucking throwing dope in the air. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you've never ordered Domino's before, probably in your life, right? No, never. What's your what are your thoughts on Domino's? We'll just start it there. Well, I mean, with all due respect to Domino's, I mean, I don't think we can call it a pizza. Well, I mean, hold up. Do you have any respect for Domino's? I'm sure, <laughs> no, I'm sure there are some gentlemen on the board of directors who are very respectable and I have a lot of respect for them. Yeah. And that's so, as far as it goes. For those who don't know Chris, he's uh, more on the classy side of things. Oh, thank you. He likes to have the finer, finer things of life. You, you're more of a- He's the Queen's a, grandson. Essentially. Yeah, pretty much. You're more of a of a thin crust sort of Italian pizza man, right? I I agree with that though. It's oh, okay. This I is like thing. a proper Ita- when people always say like, oh no, you you wouldn't like Italian pizza. It's not how it is here. It's like, yeah, but the sauce is so much better. The dough is so much better. Yeah, the cheese better. is so much better. Like you don't need to have thirty kilos of meat on a pizza for it to taste good, bro. This is the thing. It's not about better. It's about different. 
It's like Turkish pizza. It's not, I wouldn't say objectively better than no, fucking- uh, than I know, because that'd fire. be the most retarded Yeah, but it's different. World. It's a different type of food. It's, I know. It's not, I'm not having Turkish Domino's. pizza, they get like, you know, your meat, they get this, they go into a, like an oil slick when fucking <laughs> BHP or fucking Woodside cracks a spill, they dip it in there, they give it to you. You know what I mean? It is pretty greasy. I'm not going to lie. Well, but this is the thing. And yeah. I've said this to you, I think many times is that pizza is not, pizza is like junk food. Uh, arguably. I mean, it's not healthy. It's a treat to have pizza. Sure. So if you're going to spend the calories and have the treat, why would you not get the best? If you're going to have a pizza, get the best pizza. If you're going to have like biscuits, cake, whatever, get the best that you can because then that will make it worthwhile. Worth the calories, worth the saturated fat, the sugar, the carbs, whatever. Well, that's the thing. Actually, me and you have this debate all the time. Yeah. And this is the thing. I don't like... I don't want to get myself to the place where I'm used to having luxuries and that I can't have a pizza that isn't wood fire. I want to, I want to have that life where I can have street pizza, which is with thick dough and stuff like that. And you still That's enjoy not it. street pizza in Italy. Well, I mean, not in Italy, <laughs> but, uh, but other European countries. Yeah. You get pizza and it's thick dough. I want to be able to go to a fucking kebab store after a night out and still enjoy the pizza. Exactly. Exactly. I want to be able to have those options. I don't want to get used to the luxury of having like crazy good pizza. But is it a monetary thing or is it just a, you know, I don't know. It's a bit of both. What is it? It's, that's a great question. It is a bit of both because I don't know how I feel about having a $30 pizza. But if money was no object. It, it is an object though. Like if it was no object, would I don't you know. still what, what do you, get what do you reckon, James? Would you, would, you, would you allow yourself to have the best of something on a daily basis? It's not on a daily basis. Like it's a treat. That's the whole point. It's a treat. So you have it very infrequently, but when you do have it, it's so enjoyable. It's so worth it because it is the best. Yeah, no, I do. I like eating not shit food. Like, because it. I don't think anyone likes to eat shit food. You do. <laughs> well, you yeah, love well, shit food. But mate. it's not shit to me. I'm not having food no, that but, is shit. But it is. But it's objectively. Yeah, yeah I go. Like saying. for instance, if, if you were going to get, if you were like, okay, I'm going to eat a chicken burger tonight. I would much rather find a one-off fucking like uh, a one-off place that does banging chicken burgers than go to a Porto. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you don't like a Porto? It's fine. I wonder, is Porto worldwide or is it just in Australia? I think it's Australia, yeah, right? I think it's just Australia. If you guys don't know what fucking a Porto is, it's like Chipotle if they didn't make bowls and they made burgers. It's like healthy-ish. How is that even comparable? No, it's not. Well, because they're supposed Chipotle's to be healthy Mex- Chipotle's Mexican, a Porto's Portuguese. It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Different <laughs> continents, B. Different, different continents, languages. Different language, different everything. Tacos, burger, same difference. But they're both next to a country that speaks Spanish. Tell me that ain't comparable. It's not that comparable. If it ain't comparable, I don't know what is. You obviously don't. I agree. <laughs> so is France, incidentally, but they don't have any uh, Spanish-influenced food. Yeah, but France is different because France is a lot more pretentious. Pretentious? They, yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> I mean, don't say that with a shocked face. The French are pretentious people. I don't think they're pretentious. What is it about them that makes you think that? they standards. Oh my God. Chris lives by the fucking 18th century French standards. Like, yes, you have three mistresses. What do you want? This is what happens. <laughs> I, heard, I heard a saying from a girl who's Belgian. Oh, I just dropped that. That was shocking, Baz. All right, continue, Baz. Yeah, I, I had this thing with a, with a Belgian girl for, I, I'm, I'm sure I brought it up like a hundred times. In what the do you pod. think about the Belgian? Uh, the, the Flemish. Belgian? The Flemish. Um, good question. They what just lose too much, you know what I mean? They lose too much. World War One, <laughs> World War Two, like, you know what I mean? Stop getting invaded cuts. Did Belgium um, like conquer much? Did they, did they? <laughs> oh, did they? How about Africa? <laughs> did they do the whole fucking thing? <laughs> well, I mean, he might've been, fra- he might've, 
been uh, with the French, but there was a uh, a Flemish. Is that what you call from, from, uh, people from Belgium? No, the Flemish is a, a different. That thing. was I thought that was Dutch, but I could be no, wrong. No, Flemish Flemish is in Belgium, but I don't know. Flemish is like a conglomerate of different languages. Right. Okay. Very, very. It's so what what do you call the people of Belgium? Belgians. <laughs> well, yeah. Is I, it I Belgians? Guess. Belgian, Belgian with an N. That makes them like Belgian chocolate. What about Beljos? <laughs> anyway, so there was this Beljo king or prince or something like that. Yeah. And he slaughtered the people of Africa. Oh, shit. It was aggressive, bro. It was real fucking bad. Fuck. What's crazy is you see the, the uh, effect of European uh, countries on Africa and it's horrendous. Because in Africa, like in Europe, most countries are lucky that like there's a lot of fertile land. You can, you can plant, you can farm, you can do things like in that, Africa? which means- no, no, in Europe. Oh, yeah. Which means you can actually have sustainable farming. Yeah. Right? Obviously, when you go up north, it's a bit more difficult, but there still is that. Whereas Boy in culture. Africa, it's very temperate. So one area might be super, uh, super habitable, but then the next five years, it's completely it's fucked. fucked. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the people in Africa who weren't on the, I forget what the Nigerian uh, river is, but that like river that runs through Nigeria and West Africa and then the Nile, uh, all the other parts of Africa, Stop. Aside from the ones in the Mediterranean, obviously, were very nomadic. They would move to where you could live. Oh, and that's fuck. why a lot of times people think of Africa and they think, oh, it's very uncivilized. But it's like, no, there's no point on building a massive building if you have to fuck off in two years. That's true. Yeah, that actually reminds me of what I was about to say. Not at all, but <laughs> this this Belgian girl used to say there's a French saying because they speak French in, uh, in Belgium. Yeah. Apparently they say sucking isn't cheating. <laughs> I think the French say that as well, yeah. yeah well, there's a French saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, be moral, do oral. <laughs> is that an English thing or what? I think it might be actually an American. Don't be a fuck. Take it up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a fennel. Do anal. Yeah, okay, not quite okay. the same. We'll just cut that one out. There's no cutting mass. Everyone's going to hear that ball. But yeah, I mean, um, the thing is, as a guy, you're like, oh, it's great for me. You know, I can get my dick sucked by my secretary. But then you're like, wait, can my wife suck another guy's dick? Yeah. No, 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 yeah, that's not that's, how it works. That's right? how it gets dodgy, bro. <laughs> Here's another thing. All those some. cheating guys must have hated equal rights. Yeah. The second they couldn't get away with their dirt without thinking their wife was doing the same. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. off. Can we go back to the time when you could have four wives and just not be a big deal? I reckon when was we, that then? So Saudi Arabia 2021? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing nowadays in Middle Eastern culture. It's actually only the poor, like, well, the poorer people that have multiple wives. It's very strange. You would think that like the richer ones have that. Probably but, so you got better chance of getting better offspring. Yeah, it's, it's also that. And also the women want to get with a guy that's more rich and you don't need to be that rich to be more rich than, than most, like the majority of the people in that country. Right. So it's different in that case. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I read the other day, which was fucking completely different to what we're just talking about. <laughs> What's that? Apparently this guy had a dream. Uh, so he, I don't know what happened, but he had a yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. And in uh, that dream- Martin Luther King? <laughs> Is that the one? It was a lot less of a dream, but this guy had a dream where in that dream, he had seen himself graduate from college. He was in college, he was a college student. He saw himself graduate college, married a beautiful woman, had a successful job, raised kids. And it was like a decades long dream. Wait, wait, when you say dream, do you mean a fantasy or an no, actual dream? Just that a he dream, had like night? a one night dream. Oh. And in the, it was, I think it was a multiple, I think he was in a coma for two or three days. And oh, in okay. that coma, what happened? in that coma, well, it was decades long and it was surreal. It's like he studied for every single exam, killed it through uni, had an exceptional job, married a beautiful wife, had a family. And then when he got out of that dream, he was so fucking sad 
that he ended up becoming a drug addict and fucking and fucked his whole life around. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a gander that he was either doing acid, a lot of mushrooms, or DMT. <laughs> I don't think this was just a dream. I don't think he became a drug addict. I think he was a drug addict, and it just got perpetuated. That shit's fucked though. Like, I mean, how long do you think a dream could possibly be? Well, I don't because people describe that with uh, DMT, which like, is like really? ayahuasca for people who don't know. So it's like you smoke it, and the whole idea is it lasts 15 seconds. But you can feel like you lived an but entire life. It lasts life. for fifteen seconds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a very sh- it's a very short trip. And then you have to redose or what? Yeah, people do it multiple times. But like it, uh, apparently it's one of those things where the actual duration is very quick, but it can feel like a life a lifetime. A lifetime. Yeah, it's scary. It that's is scary. insane. The interesting thing about ayahuasca in particular, because uh, uh, like I think DNT and I- ayahuasca are the same like drug but it's like the way it's prepared. So ayahuasca, you go to fucking some shaman in Argentina or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they, they do, and that's where you do all the purging. So you're like incredible diarrhea and vomiting and all this shit. But the whole idea is that like a lot of terminal ill patients will go there and the, the feeling is so intense that you can't believe that there is nothingness after death. And it makes people feel like all right with it. It's like, no, no, no I'll die in this body, but there will, there is something else because of this uh. drug. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Imagine something so fucking powerful that it literally makes you believe in an afterlife with no, there's no book, there's none of, th- none of that. It's literally just an experience. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to promote drugs and I don't want to, what's it called? I don't want to uh, make it seem better than what it is because a lot of people have bad issues and like go schizophrenic from psychedelics, but, and I've never done um, any of them, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I've heard Joe Rogan talk about DMT as in, You'll you'll do you'll have a DMT experience or a couple of them, and then someone will talk to you about UFO sightings, and you'll just fully believe it. Yeah, like it will make one hundred percent sense. No, like that's what I'm saying about like the afterlife kind of thing. It's like people see aliens, or they'll see a god, or they'll they'll see something, and it makes them believe like we're not alone on this earth. There is more on this earth or in this universe. Both. It's just a know. comfort thing. Yeah, exactly. And like I I do see the medicinal benefit if you can get someone who's terminally ill to feel like comfortable with that. Cause if like, you're terminally I'm, I'm, ill, do all the drugs. Yeah. There's nothing to lose. But Christ just spoke about it. Oh really? He, he had a, he had a, like he did these things called call in sick to work shows where he'd like run a day drinking show and people would call in sick to like come see it. And there was one guy who stood up midway through who was like, uh, you know, I've got two months to live. You know what I mean? Oh, he's like, I've got uh, stage four lymphoma or something like that, right? And um. He's like, I've got too much lived. And Bert's like, fuck, like, at least let me buy you a drink. And he's like, uh, what do you want? And he's like, oh, I want a, a rum and a diet Coke. And he's like, look, man, you got too yeah. much to live. Let's lose a diet. You know what, I mean? Why would Put you get a weight. diet Coke? What the fuck? <laughs> Put on the weight, bro. Fuck it, I guess. The idea of having a set amount of time to live. That's oh, scary to me. It's scary, but it's also kind of beautiful in a way that you know that I've got three months to do everything I've ever wanted. But you typically can't because if you've got three months to live, you're probably either bedridden or close to being. Yeah, bedridden. exactly. Yeah. It's not usually you just topple over with full health, you know? Yeah. Okay. If we have the hypothetical, and I want to ask Chris this, if you did have three months to live and you were fully healthy yep. and it was like a brain tumor, yep. so say like in three months, you will die. Yeah. 100%. God came down, Allah came down and said, hey, this is the deal. What do you do in that three months? And this is obviously like, because in real life, you would be better than if it was brain tumor. No, but in this hypothetical. In the hypothetical. Fully, fully Go back to that London riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, what would I do? Yeah. What would you do in the three months? I think I'd just travel. Where would you go to? I would and go, would you do? obviously I'd do it comfortably. Okay. 
stay in very nice hotels. I'd eat delicious food. I'd drink delicious wine. How would you obtain funding? You've got three months to live. Did, like, money should not be an issue. But it is. Like, if you want to yeah. book a first class flight and it's $20,000, yeah. how do you pay for that? Hopefully, you're in a position where you can pay. And if not, well, I don't know. I would just take out a credit card. I'd max out my credit limit. You would? Yeah. Probably, probably get a personal loan. The, no the real question yeah. is, let's say this happens, right? You've got all your family, all your friends, all your relatives. Like, at what point do like do you just immediately, not go full selfish because you're going to die, so it's, it's your time. Yeah. But like, do you allow any time to like be with those people? Of course. Which but That's like an interesting uh, perspective because if you it's mean? like, well, so if it's three months to live, like if you just traveled for three months, that's fantastic. But imagine if you didn't see your parents or you didn't see your relatives or friends or siblings or whatever, like during that time and then suddenly you just cacked it and you're dead. Because I, yeah. I, you hear all those people who say that where it's like, if I had three months to live, I would just do everything I always wanted to do. I reckon most people wouldn't do that. I think a lot of times, uh, if this obviously happened, I think it would just be spending time with like loved ones and shit like that. Very good point. Would you do that, Chris? I, d- I don't think you'd get the comfort from doing all this shit uh, that you would normally. Like, so skydiving, I don't think you'd feel the same thrill knowing that you're going to die in three months' time. Right. I think the, the joy of being with people you actually care about would probably, like, feel better in the long term. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I understand that. It's a very good point. Would you okay, have- let's say- I get a lot of pleasure from- Okay, let's say this. I enjoy pleasure, so I, I do a little... In- hey, hey, how you want to interpret it? What's your favourite position? Go. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree Not that. standard, I think surely. most people... Not standard mish? Yeah. Who the fuck does standard mish? But, what's but that's the point. Only a missionary would do that. But <laughs> um ting. What I reckon is that I don't think that spending... So personally, as someone who's reasonably family-oriented, like I see one of my siblings at least every week, or at least if, if I don't Do see them. Yeah, well, if not in person, then it would be on phone. Okay. Okay, phones, yeah, sure. Yeah, like FaceTime. Yeah. I would not want to spend that time with my family. Like I would want to spend maybe a couple, maybe the last week I'd like to spend with them. And I'd book an Airbnb or something like that. Assuming I could take out a personal loan for 50K or something like that and just fucking blow it. I would like to, yeah, I'd book an Airbnb with them for a week at the end. But I really value new experiences a lot. Have you, have you guys ever seen that movie, P.S. I Love You? No, no. It's like a chick flick, right? And the premise is, uh, do you know Gerald Butler? Yeah. I think it's him. I oh, think the chick him. falls in love with him. They, they, you know, get married, all that kind of shit. Um, and then he dies. And what he did was when he, he knew he was going to die. So he organized for certain things to be sent to her at certain times. Oh, shit. And the whole idea was like, he wasn't trying to make her life ruined. He was trying to like bring her a little bit of happiness and then let her go. Kind of being like, you know, you need to, you know, move on with your life and all that kind of stuff. If you know you're going to die in a week's time, right? Yeah. There's not enough time. You can't get funding, all that kind of shit. You've got your wife, right? You've been married for like fucking 15 years, whatever. Yeah. So you can't just fuck off out of nowhere. Like all your money's gone, right? Do you do some shit like that to try and like help bring them closure? No. Really? No. I probably would. I probably would. We're, okay. To my sibling. Draw a not clean to, line under it. Not to my girlfriend. Let her get on with her life. Yeah. 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 I not think that drags them back. And then if you were going to die, at, let's say you were going to die at 35, your wife's 30, right? Mm-hmm. Would you want her to move on? Or with the yeah, jealous side of you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's, it's if so she was 60, I would say maybe not. The idea of a sexless life is just so. No, nah, bro, go out and get your fucking old dick, bro. I'm the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what age. 85, 90, whatever. Just 
Have fun. Have fun. This life is meant. There's no purpose to life apart from reproducing. Bro, how good is hedonism? Hedonism. Oh, that's deep. What's that? The pursuit of pleasure. Well, this fuck is fuck everything else. So important. Fuck everything else. Do what makes you feel good, bro. I mean, are you a documentary guy? Do you like nature documentaries? Sometimes. Me and Chris have been watching them a bit more recently. Yeah, we have. Why was that? It, it's it's shocking that. What was your state of mind when that was happening? <laughs> it's shocking how crazy and how clear they are about the whole idea of life to an animal is to look after the next generation. The whole purpose of the life of a, of a, of a lion is to have kids and to make sure they do well. I think that's true for us as well. Well, that's the thing. So I think like, people- Why would you want your wife to not have sex? I think people but bring- But you've already reproduced by that point. Doesn't well, matter. I mean, so you two, uh, you two are more, uh, more religious people than me, but like- Very slightly more. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, go on. I'm very unreligious. Yeah. But like- a lot of times people try to attach like meaning to life saying like, oh, we have to do this for, you know, X God or whatever. At the end of the day, your bi- biological meaning to life is to reproduce yeah. and make them stronger and shit like that. Yeah. And when you attach too much extra shit, you start diverting from what life is like, as long as you're not hurting people, as long as you're having fun and enjoying yourself. That's why I don't really give a fuck. Why do you need a billion versus a hundred million versus 10 million? Like at what point does the the extra money and the extra stress that comes with it actually give you more happiness versus take it away, you know? It's a very, very great point. Well, I think you get happiness from the knowledge that future generations will benefit from your wealth, hopefully build on it, but that your family legacy will continue. But imagine if you saw that the grandkids were like fuckwits, like typical third generation money where they just like, they grew yeah, up with it. They I didn't see any that. struggles. So they're just like buying Bentleys at 22. You know what I mean? Like, with your money as sounds well. very yeah. nouveau rich. I don't know if like good families do that. Yeah, but if it happened. If it happened, that would- And be- it happens. So we can't say that- would Think about all the pretentious cunts that the, the English- There was a, a guy called Max Fosh, who uh, he's like a YouTube kind of comedian guy, but he went to this school that legit looks like Hogwarts. Oh yeah? What it's school wh- was it? I can't remember. It was one of the like most expensive schools in the UK. Jeez. But I think it was like over a hundred grand a semester or something like that. Damn. But yeah, 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 it looks like a legit castle and shit. Okay. It's That's proper fun. crazy. But like- the cons there, they've got, if you're if you're willing to pay a hundred grand a semester for fucking like you probably have for high school, though, yeah. yeah, they they've grown up without even the thought. Imagine of money being, being a teacher a there. Oh my god. Oh fuck! Even you're probably on two hundred k, but that's fuck that. I think you'd have to have come from money to be able to teach there. Yeah. Like yeah, imagine being someone who wasn't like didn't understand the culture of this level of wealth, trying to teach these like cons who are like they grow up knowing that like. I just need to do good enough that mom and dad will give me my fucking inheritance. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts on dying and your last check before you die bouncing? You know that saying? No. Like you've sp- you've done everything. As in, as in you've exhausted every dollar in your account. I'll like you've, that. You've, you die with nothing. It's Yeah, it's from the guy from uh, Ocean's Eleven, I think. He says that he wants his last check to bounce. Oh, okay. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He's like, I want my last check I, to bounce. I don't want, I'm not I don't about want to leave that, anything. But I, can, See, I want I them to have it. a reason to work. See, yeah, I agree with that Make in theory. I think like- I think the people below you, like your kids and grad kids and what shit need to have some level of ambition. Cause otherwise like if you've grinded up from something, you're not gonna respect people who didn't continue a grind. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If there's no ambition there, then it's different. But like, I'm all, f- I think obviously none of us have fucking kids. So who knows how we'll change when we have, uh, see a little fucking kid looking at us. Chris has a kid. <laughs> I was joking. I <laughs> Let's be clear for all the listeners. <laughs> anyway. Um, One of them being my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, I- oh, Patty's listening to that, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, I was wait, like, no, Chris it's not true. Pregnant? Not, okay. 
No, I, I think I'm all for like giving your kids the best opportunity while they're like young and like, you know, if they want to start a business and they like pitch it to you, you know, you helping them out. Maybe you're not expecting to make the money back, but you're giving them a, a chance. A little bit of money. Maybe five grand, four grand, something like that. Exactly. A little amount, yeah. And like, if they want to get extra education, it's like, yo, go for it. Yeah. But I don't like the idea of leaving, like if you've made a hundred mil, I'd much prefer go the Bill Gates method of like giving 99% away. I'm so the like there's the still some thing. kind of like, incentive to try. You know I would. I, mean? I like the idea of a little bit of an inheritance. So the equivalent would be maybe 500K. Small loan of $1 million. Like, like 500K, what the fuck can you do? You can't even buy an apartment in Sydney for 500K. So it's like a tiny amount, which depends might- when you get it. It's a safety net. If you got, if you got 500K like now, at 21, now. that's massive. Oh yeah, but that, I mean, ideally, I mean like maybe it'll help you with your, with your um, what's it called? With your mortgage, help sure. relieve some of the pressure, but it won't pay it fully off. But it's enough money for you to- I guess I guess for you to have a little bit of I guess a little bit of a benefit. All right, so I it's going to help us. I think even if you tell your kids they're not going to get anything, so they don't grow up thinking that they will, yeah. and that way they're like, no, I'm not going to get anything. I got to fucking work if I want to like continue having nice things in life. And then yeah. maybe on your deathbed you're like, oh, by the way, here's a couple mil each. You know what I mean? And this is the reason why that I, I don't want to give them too much, even if I have a lot. I think that you get a lot of satisfaction in life from getting things. Just. Like when you're, when you, that you yeah, earned, yeah. exactly. Like when you work and you save your first thousand dollars, like that's a fucking humongous achievement. When you hit your first 10 K, like when you hit your first 10 K, I can't even, I don't have a hundred K, but when I save my first hundred, like that's going to be a, an extraordinary. This fucking, is the th you're missing. The thing is, yeah. The whole idea is that the, the generations that follow you build on the wealth. They don't just blow through it. It's imagine, and I don't think having wealth precludes you from being ambitious at all. That's fine, but if you have ten million given to you, you're never going to have any feeling of achievement when it comes to money. And it's typically not just given to you; it's typically given to you in the form of a trust or in a form of a share portfolio that you earn dividends on. You tip, typically you don't get a like a what is it called? I um like a cash windfall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, think about it this way. You're, you are robbing your kids the achievements, sorry, the satisfaction you get by achieving X amount of dollars. You're robbing that. Why yeah, are just, you robbing them? Because they will never know how it feels to have saved their first $10,000. If you give Why them, not? If, you, if, you're, if they know they're going to have $10 million. It removes so that's totally, totally removed. Like the, the money that you have that you earn is completely removed from the money that you have- Oh, you reckon? From your family. No, and there's a total emotional disconnection as there well. Was, there was a comedian. I can't remember who he said it- uh, Fuck, it was, it was, I think a famous comedian, but he said, poor people have jobs, rich people have projects. Uh, like when you're in a privileged situation, you're starting a project. Oh no, I'm going to try drop selling. Like, oh, I'm finding these cheap hoodies or something like that. And I'm going to flog them. Whereas like the average person just goes fucking woolies to get a job because they yeah. actually need money. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have the fear of failure, you can just take a risk without there being any like, uh, I think it's why like the whole world, they like the story of the poor guy getting rich more than the rich guy just getting richer. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. Slumdog Absolutely. Millionaire, guy comes from the bottom, fucking his whole life experience lead him to winning this fucking game show or whatever. Um, I think also a hungry lion is going to always hunt hunt more. Like, although, although yeah, I, I, saying. I understand that a person who was raised with money can be ambitious. Absolutely. You look at but, you two. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's very possible to be ambitious. Well, that's the thing. But also, if you took a, an average of a hundred or a thousand people, and you have the same personality traits, you put some in poor situation, some in a rich situation. I think you'll have more from the poor situation, assuming the same. I actually uh, disagree. I mean, assuming the same upbringing, so the same I amount think, of motivation, the same amount of resources. See, I think it would be. I think it would be very similar, 
But the issue is the effects of the unambitious rich people are more because they just blow through the money for no like purpose, essentially. Yeah. Like where like the poor the, the poor cunt with no ambitions might be just a builder and just stay a builder all his life. But at least he's contributing. Whereas a rich cunt who's just fucking flying in hookers all the time and <laughs> buying cocaine, like, <laughs> it doesn't do much for the world, you know? Yeah. Obviously the ambitious on both sides do great. You look at fucking uh, uh, Amazon guy, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Bezos yeah. Man fucking revolution. Arguably did a lot of damage for the fucking <laughs> local guy. But Fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, he revolutionized how the fucking world operates right now. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole e-commerce yeah. scene. But like- yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think necessarily being poor makes you grind more. I think you might say you Absolutely grind more not, after yeah. watching a fucking Gary Vee video, but most people aren't built like that, you know? Most people aren't going to flea markets when you're worth $40 million to find a toy worth, you know, buy it for $5 and sell it on eBay for 100 like Gary Vee does. Well, this is the thing, in my opinion. I reckon the main thing that I would want to instill in a child is the ability to go after what you want. Yeah. And the thing is it's hard to want something so badly when you can have anything. See, but I think it's it, it should be about ambition, not in the sense of money, but in the sense of what like like whatever your passion is. If you're gonna be a painter, that's cool. Be the best painter there is. Exactly. Don't Go do all this it. bullshit where Commit you're like just all right and you're just living off fucking daddy's handoffs, you know what I mean? Like be the kind that owns the biggest art gallery. You know what I mean? That's like fucking huge. Be I don't know. I, I don't I think like people who aren't going for it. They're just very uninspiring people. Like mm. have you ever gone to a fucking club or a bar or something like that and you're talking to a random and all they're doing is just telling you what's wrong in their life? I hate it. They're not telling you I like anything it. that's yeah, good. Me too. It's they're, just Demi, Debbie Downers. I just yeah. don't like Debbie Downers. It's a bad general. vibe. It's like everyone's got shit going on. Yeah, right? and look, like I, I understand you could be going through some stuff, but like the idea that nothing, like I had guys who would, uh, at university who would say shit like, oh, I can't get an internship. I'm like, oh yeah, have you tried doing this? And he said, I did that. I'm like, so oh, well, how's your resume? He's like, no, it's perfect. And I'm like, shut up. That's your it's issue right perfect. there, but yeah. The idea that you're perfect and everyone else is the issue will fail you every time in life. <laughs> it's also you know the what entitlement I mean? like, that, that's in that I did that. Oh, bro. Like, no it one made me shit, it, brother. The worst thing was I was walking with this cunt to the train station and it was still probably 10 minutes away. And I'm like, I have to sit through this bullshit for 10 minutes. Oh, I would need to go to the bathroom. Oh, bro. It was <laughs> missed so that bad. train coincidentally. Hopefully Jesus. you caught it. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. I mean, here's actually, I want to make this a bit more businessy. I hope you guys don't mind this, but yeah. because Chris is fucking really, really, he knows a lot about this stuff. So what I mean by businessy is that there's a lot of talk about something called a T and what a T, like sort of a T mentality towards specializing in something. So it's that instead of having a block where you know a little bit about everything or like a reasonably a reasonable amount of, about everything, you have a T, so you know a little bit, a little bit about everything, and then a lot of something, so sure. that you're an expert in digital marketing, or you're an expert in in uh, trends online, right? Or you're an expert in PR, or you're an expert in fucking sales, like something. Sure, and you can even specialize within that specialization. Well, that's the whole idea. So that, so it's like it's exactly like a T, so that you're extremely good at one thing. Yeah, but. Everything else, like you're actually, you're not that good at maths. You're not that good at writing. You're not that good at this, but you're really fucking good at digital marketing. So autism? Is that what well, we're talking it's about? Kind of, it's kind of like autism. It's perfectly like, I mean, what do you think about that mentality? Or do you think that it's better to have a bit, like it be a jack of all trades? Absolutely not. I think specialize and then build on that specialization. I would, that's, that's the advice I would give to anyone who's between 14 and 20 years old. Because you're never like, going to be an expert commentator on everything. Exactly. It's impossible. Like, but 
managers aren't experts on one thing to that extent. Yeah. They typically- um, They have their area of focus for sure, but they also have a lot of the T, like the intangible kind of, intangible, I don't know, the speaking and uh, leadership skills and stuff like that. Stuff which if you were a pure specialist, because like if you meet pure specialists, you can tell they're fucking pure specialists because their communication, not great. They're guns at fucking a few different things. Maybe it's coding, maybe it's financial analysis or something like that. But you're not going to have that guy as a CEO. That guy's like the the secret weapon of the CEO. I don't think this is good for CEOs. Yeah. But the thing is, if your goal is to be the chief executive officer of a company that's not your company, then you would need a different set of skills. You need a leadership course. You need this to do is why NBA. universities have introduced people and planet units. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they got rid of them at Macquarie. What? Yeah. When? Ah, uh, recently. Yeah, no. I, I, all my mates who went to Macquarie had to do them, but uh, someone told me and recently. And you know why? It was the engineers that did it. Wait, why? Oh. Because cause my grandfather's an academic and he was telling me about why I have to do these other two weird um, courses that aren't related to my degree. Is it to mix people? And he said, um, professions like engineers, they can enter the workforce and they're brilliant at maths and science and they can do engineering, whatever, but they couldn't write a report because they literally couldn't string a sentence together. Bro, that's the funny, because as an engineering uh, graduate, it's so true. Like my one skill was not being a fucking nerdy neek who knows everything about code. It's but huge. I could gun a report like nothing else. Yeah. So like when I saw a coding assignment, I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake. When I saw a report, I'm like, oh, that's easy, bro. Yeah. Look at easy HD right here, dog. Yeah. What are you talking about? And, and on that management bit that you were saying, I think that it's totally fine for you to go for that team mentality between 14 and 20. Become extraordinarily good at one thing, whether it's coding, whether it's marketing, whether it's whatever. And then when you get, because remember, you're going to be a junior for a long time and you're going to be a junior until probably you're 26, 27 years old in the workforce. And then when you're 25, then you can start learning these soft skills. You can get better at leadership. See, I think you should have some level of soft skills so you can ingratiate uh, yourself with the people. So like, because the reality is a lot of uh, office, you know, is bureaucracy uh, bureaucracy and stuff, but it's also like uh, friend politics. Like if a manager likes you more than another nerdy guy, you do have some level of edge and that nerdy so guy has got to be so much like a think? certain level so, above. Like office playing politics is like, if you're friends with your direct report, your job will be so much better. There's more leniency. Like I agree, but you also are not going to let poor quality work slide because you're mates with them. Well, that's the easiest way to and be good friends with that's very difficult. It's, it's really easy to be friends with a manager if you're really good at your job. Exactly. If you're good at your job because you're a fucking specialist and you're the best at that, and you're also friends with them just personally. But that's the thing. Like, that's the wombo combo. But think, like, obviously people generalize by saying specialist or manager yeah. in the in the higher things. And obviously you can have people who are very specialized, but also have some managerial traits. Like humans aren't X's and O's. You know, there is like- That's true. There is uh, variance and overlaps and stuff. But like, if you're a pure specialist, you're probably not going to be friends with the manager unless he happened to be a pure uh, specialist that was like linked up. You know what I mean? That's or, true. Like, I the, the the reason why I think it's important for you to specialize in something is not even so that you can do well. It's literally for the confidence because as a young person entering the workforce, especially in something like engineering, where there's a, there's a lot of straight up technical shit that like you learn and you're like, wait, do I actually have to know four unit math when I go into the workforce? And a lot of times you can get nervous thinking like, fuck, what if I'm not going to be able to do the work? And having yeah. something that you're good at will at least give you the confidence like, yo, when this comes in, I'm I'm good at this. 
Because yeah. especially like a lot of engineering degrees, there'll be a lot of different courses you have to do that aren't that related to each other. Well, or they are in the terms of physics, but in terms of what you actually do in the workforce, you might do thermodynamics yeah. and then go into something completely different and you'll barely use your thermodynamics. And then it's like, you, in your head, you'll be like, oh fuck, can I do this new thing? I did really well in this, but I can't do well in this. You know what I mean? So having like a few things that you're quite good at will just give you the courage to be confident in the workforce. You know what I mean? Like confident yeah. in your work. not well, also Because you'll also be working with teams that don't have your specialization and they are relying on you take engineering for example yeah they'll expect you to have a decent amount of knowledge and strategy yeah about all facets of engineering yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can weigh in on a meeting yeah, yeah exactly here's my question for you chris what's your thoughts on doing what you love versus what makes money or versus what your dad tells you to do oh or what your mom that's wants a tricky to do? one can mom- doing what you love just does money not play a part of that that's what i want to that's know. the thing like, okay so i think it does what if your parents want you to become an accountant but you want to do Fucking marketing. So I think You're never listen to what your thing. parents want you to do because the reality is like they don't have to live in your body working, you know, but also 80 what they, hours. What if they're paying for you? What if they're paying for your life? You live with your parents. You can't just not do what they say. What are you talking about? Because if you live with your parents, you need to pay oh, Sorry, I forgot you're not white. That's not how it works. You've got to pay <laughs> white your, families. You've got to repay your respects to the person who's supporting your life. Why? That doesn't mean because they're paying your, your life. I have, to, I have to live my life how they want because, because they give me a bedroom. Yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. Because they're paying for your life. That doesn't make sense. If, if, if your livelihood depends on them, well, then you owe them a level of respect. Respect, level- sure. Listening to everything they say, I disagree. I can agree with that. What do you reckon, Chris? It's your life at the end of the day. If they want to kick you out, that's their own prerogative. But the idea that you live with me, you know what I mean? I don't lease out your bedroom. Therefore, you have to do everything I say <laughs> is a very short-sighted perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to live a miserable life because you paid for fucking uh, food when I was a kid. It's like, if you didn't fuck, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Can't put all the onus on me, mate. That's true. true. That's true. I mean, um, mean, what are your thoughts? Do do you reckon do what you love or do what's practical? Um, There's got to be some overlay, surely. There is. And if doing what you love doesn't make money, the only way you can kind of make a career out of it is if you start your own business and then you're in control of the capital. If you want to be an art, if you love art and you want to be an artist, you're not going to pay any bills doing that. Do you know what? Unless you do NFTs. The idea- You're paying your mom's mortgage. Do you know what the, I think the issue is that people think that you're meant to be happy every second of every day. And that's just not, it's not true. If there's no sadness, there's no happiness. That's true, but don't settle for sadness. No, no, but it's not about that. It's like the idea that like, no, I love playing Call of Duty. So I should be able to find a way to play Call of Duty at my house all day. It's like, no, that's not how the real world works. Like every relationship, you're going to have some kind of fucking uh, scuffle, which allows you to reach a better place or it breaks off. And like the idea that I want to be happy and the only way I can be happy is sitting in my room fucking playing a game. Therefore, I should be able to do it. It's like, no, the world's not about what you want. The world's about what you can offer other people to get what you want. You know? Only doing what you love is a little bit self-serving, which yeah. is fine if you're completely independent. If you have any kind of dependent or yeah. if you're in a relationship, you have to factor that in. And if doing what you love isn't going to send your child to school or provide for your family, it's not a, it's not a good deal. Okay, here's, here's one that kind of links before. You've got a kid who's studying to be an artist. They're fine. They're not blowing your socks off, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're completely, they're not self-sufficient at all. They're relying on you to pay their rent, pay all the stuff. They want to They want to live in fucking, let's say you move to the States. They want to live in Brooklyn because it's like an artsy district, higher rent, all that kind of stuff. They're 25. 
How long do you get to the point where you're like, I'm sorry, mate, this isn't happening. Well, I've already decided. I've already told this to Chris many times. Um, when my kids, at the, when they're 18 years old, they're out of the house. Really? I'll pay for their rent until they graduate. When they graduate, you're on your own. The, the, the second you have that paper, no more money comes from dad. I will, well, let them get a good job first. No. I think- You can't just leave them high and dry no. though. Do you know what? And it does you, take had, time to get had, a good job. This is the thing. You've had four years knowing this moment's going to come. See, I- That doesn't four mean years like, you can only start applying know. for grad roles after you've graduated it or just matter. before. You've had four years to know this time's coming. I also don't think that- I think that perspective changes once you have a kid. Of course. Of because course, like yeah. if you see your kid living on the street- well, you've got stacks. There's probably going to be some part of you who's feeling struggle, shit. Struggle makes you someone fucking better. Nah, but also your to pride. It's the same reason why. Let me ask you something. Are, are either of you guys going to go for a Mosinite stone? What's a Mosinite the fake stone? diamond? It's oh. more sparkly, guys. Probably it's more shiny. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's harder. No, yeah. we're not. I think I just vomited slightly. Because mind. the reality is, the rock on our fucking wife's finger is kind of a flex for us as well. You know it's what I mean? If I your would, girl yeah. can't lift her arm yeah. up because that rock is so heavy, so much fucking like African children blood has gone into getting that yeah. stone. Yeah. There, there is a flex in that. And if your kid's just some bum and you're just embarrassed bringing him up, there's gonna be part of you that's gonna be like, oh, for fuck's sake, just stop doing this bullshit painting. Yeah. Stop yeah. finger painting in the park and get a job cunt. Well, here, here's something actually that I wanted to bring up. So a lot of, our audience are going to be doing something that their parents might not agree with or like they want to do something and it's sure. hard to explain. And if if what you love isn't very clearly monetized, like if you're not if you don't have a, a natural affinity for fucking dentistry and fucking teeth. Yeah. It's easy to explain, yeah, dentists make a lot of money. If you're into art, if you're into gaming, if you're into a million different things that are or if you're into memes, it's like it's very hard to, to tell to a 40-year-old parent or a 50-year-old parent this is you can make money here. There's a lot of skill and I want I want you guys to take the onus on yourself. Like take responsibility in explaining to someone who's outside of your generation that there is money in this. And you can't just settle for the excuse of they're just a boomer, they don't know. Yeah, because explain to them, like show them examples, like show them what can happen if you actually got really good and committed in this and make an agreement with them. Like, hey guys, let's trial this out for one year. Give me, like, let me try this for one year I'll put everything I can into it. And if it doesn't work, then I'll I'll do accounting for you. Here's the thing, right? I don't I don't think that most jobs and most side hustles mean you can't work. Like if you want to be a professional streamer and you're really about that, you can work a nine to five and come home and stream in your evenings if that's your that's true, true passion. If you want to be a yeah. painter, you can come home and paint. And maybe you won't be able to output the same amount of paintings as if you did it full time. But the reality is that's not how the world doesn't work on what you want to do. So therefore I want to paint so I should be able to get the money of a full-time fucking Picasso. Uh, it was uh, something you said to me the other day, Baz, which it's the first time I've ever agreed with Gary Vee. Jeez. It was the idea that you should get your side hustle to the point where you can barely survive off the salary doing it part-time and then take it full-time because by taking that full-time, let's say you need 60K to live. If you can get 60K from your side hustle part-time, when you take it full-time, it'll fucking revolutionize what you do. Cause you that's can what I want to do things. with fucking milk bucket, bro. Legit, bro. Oh man. You look at us right sick. now. We're fucking, we're making, what is it? 28th podcast. Yeah. Right. The 28th podcast. We got fucking hundreds of TikToks online, all this shit. I'm in fucking final year university. Basil's working full time. Like 
most of the time you don't actually have to quit everything you're doing to start something new. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's just about planning your time a bit more efficiently. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I agree. But, but there's a lot of power in being able to explain something that is completely, completely foreign to a parent. A parent would yeah, never understand. Imagine if we had to explain to our parents why we're starting Milk Bucket. Like that would, like it would be very hard to pitch, but you can pitch it and you can let the, like get I them in on, the, on it as well. The issue is like Milk Bucket even would be an easier pitch because it's like, we've got radio before it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's something that they can see. But if you tried to say like NFTs, where you're like, oh no, so like, yeah, it's essentially a way for digital artists to claim, uh, claim ownership. And they're like, Right, but what do they get when you buy the art? It's like, oh, well, they get a token which says they own the art. It's like, but what do they actually own? It's like, oh, well, they own the art. It's like, yeah, but what is it? Is it a it's JPEG? Same, well, I would, I would, well, yeah, no, it's a JPEG. So it's the same JPEG I can go on Google Images and copy? Like, what are you talking about? This is the thing, metaphors. When you buy a Louis Vuitton bag, how do you know it's a Louis Vuitton? Oh, well, I know because I, I love the brand, but how do you know? There's super fakes. Well, with, with NFTs, there is a physical... Not fit, not like tangible, but there's a physical certificate that only one person has. But see, and the when I sell you it, I sell you the certificate. I don't nah, sell you but, the GIF. It's a certificate of authenticity. But I think like if when they start incorporating it a bit more savvily, like when they start selling a sound effect and you can claim revenue from every movie that uses that as a sound effect, that'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Right now, when it's just like, no, I own this JPEG and they don't. The, the reality is if you buy a fucking handbag from the Louis Vuitton Same as normal art. No, it's not. It's the exact same. No, it's not. Why? Because you have the original bought from it, like ho a house today. You're not just fucking printing out a, a copy that they haven't painted on. There's, there's, um, You're buying a piece of history. Well, there's actually exactly. there's displays that you can buy that will show you NFT, so you can display it physically. No, but you're not. There's no. You're supplying an array of RGB colors. Yeah, true, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a photocopy of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's value in it and there's money in it, and you can explain that to someone. I, if you just if you just thought about how can I explain this to someone who would have no idea what the fuck I'm talking to, I don't think there's about. money in current state of non uh, non fungible tokens. I think it's too late. No, I think that I th there's always going to be money in some things, yeah. but it's about sustainability. Yeah. Uh, I also like I think the engineering part of me like if someone makes ten grand doing something, if they can't explain to me why it happened, then I don't care a fuck about what they said. Yeah, because they're not being. If you can say I bought this stock. And I bought it because of X reasons. And when Y reasons happened, that triggered X and therefore it jumped up this amount. You're a smart fucking guy. You look at Warren Buffett. He'll be able to explain every single fucking investment he's made. His wins, his losses, he'll be able to explain his rationale. The current state of buying crypto is worth 0. 0.0001 cent because, oh, well, Bitcoin's rising right now. So I reckon it's this might wave, rise. Yeah, it's, 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 you're not like, it's, not it's fine. It's gambling. Yo, you might, yeah, exactly. What you might is. make money. Yo, you could put a multi-bet on uh, which is a fucking one to a million odds and you could win it. Yeah. You could also lose it. I have a friend who literally calls his sports bet multis fucking investing. What? To be fair, it's as much investing as any of these crypto boys. But Not really. Well, I mean, why why do you think it's any different? There's more risk involved with sports bet. I disagree. Think I think there's far crypto? more risk involved with crypto. But crypto, like those kind of investments, you can just put the money in and leave it. And if it, Value goes down. That's it'll true. Go back up. That's true. At least you've got. If the you want to put some money on the horses and they lose, it's that's gone. A sunk cost. It's You're gone. right, but it can also just go down to almost nil or fall out of existence. Because it's the, still, the people it's still in existence, it's still, no, no, it's still some, still like some of them, some of them close. Really? Yeah, of course. Really? when people are betting on penny stocks, plenty of penny stocks close. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I wonder and, if crypto can just not exist. And I would argue that sports bet might actually re require uh, be less. 
not risky because you can go to nil, but uh, less uh, just speculative because if you're betting on the Los Angeles Lakers, there's stats on the Los Angeles Lakers versus every other team for the last 50 years. With all the different players, they break down every single metric. You know what I mean? There's far more stats involved in sports, but there is fucking crypto right now. Crypto is where is the dot today? Is it up? Is it down? Is it fucking really down? Is it middle? Well, I've got a friend of a friend who actually created an algorithm to for I think it was horse races. He made an algorithm and he sold it to sports bet for ten million dollars. Friend of a friend. And all he when did When you was, say friend of a friend, how old is the friend of the friend? The friend is twenty is thirty. Okay. How old so is the friend of the friend? I think it was the same class. Yeah. Is so it? It, it went to one of the top schools called North Sydney Boys. Um oh, yeah. top school. So it's the type of person you would expect. Apparently the guy is autistic as hell. But he's really good at Clever maths. Dude. Really good at maths. And he just he just figured out an algorithm to, to- That's one of those things. If you're talking about a job where you would make bank throughout most times of history, if you can work with algorithms, that probably is it. Yeah. Because even back yeah. in the day, if you can figure out like the correct ratios of fucking fertilizer to soil to get the best harvest and shit like that. That's you it. Know, like, that actually relates to one of, the, one of the things I was thinking about this week. If you went back in time with the knowledge you have right now to like a, an ancient time, let's say a thousand years ago or something like that, right? How crazy is it that you could, you would have to be mad selective with what you said. Cause if you said too much, they'd think you're like a witch or a fucking like demon or something like they that still and kill do. you. They still do to a certain extent. Where? You get canceled. If you say something that's out of the blue, like crazy. Oh, that's a bit different. There's a difference between saying all women belong in the kitchen and, oh yeah, if you actually get the fucking, the small and the the tall angle and fucking square them, then add them together and And get the square root, you'll get the hypotenuse. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, well, I don't know if if fucking Pythagoras got fucking in trouble. I think he's like a new- No, but that was Greek, right? Greeks were all about fucking advancements. How crazy is that in history? We had certain civilizations- which were all about advancement in technology and just waving and their then we dicks went around all the way back. Then we just and it was literally the influx of, of fucking, Christianity. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. when was all that Pythagoras shit? BC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking C ruined everything. Yeah, I mean, no, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of scientific progression, the the thing that's hard is that like without uh, and as a very non-religious man myself, I can even admit it. Like, religion creates beautiful pieces of art beautiful cities when people are building something not for themselves but for a higher power they go fucking all out if you go to turkey and you look at some of the mosques like the blue mosque that shit is amazing bro yeah, yeah if you go to fucking even back in greece where they had uh like the you know the ancient greek gods they would build there's there's a, a greek monument which apparently is real but like i don't think it's existing anymore maybe it got toppled out it was called uh, the Titan of Rhodes, I think, or the Colossus of Rhodes. But it's essentially, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, uh, there was that place called like Ethos or some shit like that. It was one of those like Spanish sounding Arabic places. And at the at the front of the entrance to the port, the bay, yeah, yeah. there was a fucking giant statue of a dude with one foot on one side and one foot on the other side. Yeah, and he can go inside, yeah. That's oh, based off that Greek one. literature. That's crazy. That was meant to have been a real thing, which that doesn't happen in today's- it We're does. never going to have- New York, look at New York. That's there's all built. Every like building that. that's built is because of money. And, but there's and, nothing and beautiful in a different way. No, nah, there's no beauty like that. The yeah, beauty, yeah. the beauty of the Sistine Chapels compared to the fucking twin towers. What are you talking about? Even uh, even Empire State Building, it looks beautiful now. Imagine walking into a place where a fucking dude spent you know ten years painting incredible detail because that was obviously in the time of like realism in art, where like. The, like there was an artwork I saw once, which was fucking amazing. And I'm not an art kind of guy, you know what I mean? But it was an art of uh, of a, it was a painting of 
what's the place called where they have all the art? Uh, art galleries. Yeah, it was a painting of an art gallery and there was all these pieces of art on the wall and each piece of art had like incredible detail on oh, this small shit. thing. So you and could then, zoom in and it was like a Yeah, thing. there might have been like fucking 10 of them and I'm like, this is outrageous. That's and then you got Picasso with his fucking nose on backwards. Like, yeah. what's going on here, bro? I really like Picasso though. I, I, I really Gogh. don't. I'm a very big fan of, of even mo- even contemporary. Like, like the ones where it's got one stripe on the other or like banana sticky taped on it. This is the thing about those- You like of, modern art? Yeah. I'll tell you why. That's but outrageous. I'll, t- I'll tell you reason? why. Because, because he l- wants to launder his money in the future. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's a lot more difficult in practice. You see these people doing things that are easy. It's not easy. Why? Do it yourself. It's all marketing. It's not marketing. It is it's purely great, marketing. When you do it, it's a lot more difficult. Okay, Baz, so what was, what was huh? the difficulty Elaborate. of the banana on the wall? It's not about that. Was it because about- he went into his drawer, no sticky tape? Fuck, I gotta go to Coles. <laughs> went there, yo, no sticky tape. Do I have to go to Bunnings to get some sticky tape? Go to Bunnings, get some sticky tape. Guess what? No bananas at home. Now I have to go back out to the store. This it's is, purely just pretentious why. fucking rich people it's pretending not. like they know it's more. Not. It's like, uh, you know how there are certain like wine aficionados? I, I do believe that there are differences in That's wine that some people can see. Thing. But- there are some people that can't tell the difference who claim they're art, uh, wine aficionados. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. And it's so great when they get caught out, when they have an Aldi wine and they're like, oh, you know, this is 400 Aldi years old. Is Which is actually quite, even for me, I would, yeah, I drink Aldi wine. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah some of the stuff is pretty good. Well, Award winning. Which is weird, because it's German. This is this is my answer about- um, <laughs> if, it was a, if Aldi was Italian, yeah. if it was like Aldo, You'd be like, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> okay. The, the reason why it's more difficult than you'd think. So we'll take the exact example, the banana sticky tapes. So that was bought by a corporation. It wasn't bought by an individual. And then a the guy ate it. Well, yeah, someone ate it, but a corporation bought it. So it sure. was not for money laundering reasons. It they could be money laundering for the corporation. No, because they put it in their, in, their, in their lobby. It was bought and they kept it there. Are you sure not, they didn't just grab a banana and sticky tape it to the lobby? Well, no, because it was a bought, it was a, it was a very big, it was a publicity stunt, but it was bought by a corporation, which means sure. that it was a non, it was, it was not for tax laundering reasons. It wasn't some, oh, some wealthy person. Well, that's the thing. Well, we because a corporation bought it and corporations have, you know, they don't pay yeah, tax you're right. until Cor- after they give it to corporation people. Don't, the, corporations don't, corporations have never fucking laundered money, have they? Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's a lot easier as a corporation to launder money. Although than as an individual. lobbies do need art. Well, this is the thing. If you weren't going to profit from the money, you didn't need to buy artwork. You could have reinvested it into a jet. There's anything else you could have bought to, to launder the money if you, if you didn't want to pay tax on it. What I'm trying to get to is that you sticky tape a fruit to a, to a painting and sell it for 150 grand. But then how is it not marketing? It's not- It's, it's purely not, marketing. Everything is marketing though. No, no, no. But this that- ca- Why is this couch worth more? Everything you could say, it's no, marketing. No, 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 Baz, because you're missing, Everything on you're missing you could, certain you could, you could, things. You could blame on There marketing. is at one point, there is the marketing- So if you're going to buy a Nike trainer, right? compared yeah. to a Kmart trainer, like runner uh, is yeah. for Aussies. You could say, well, it's all marketing, but it's not, th- there is a lot of the markup in prices marketing. However, you do look at it and they're more comfortable shoes. There's more technology that goes into it to make it better. And therefore maybe only 50% well, of the price increases. How do you know it's not it. like that in the art? How do you know there's not a story behind it? Because it's a banana of sticky tape to a wall. It's not. Yes, it is. There's, there's strokes in the painting. It's not. It's not a plain canvas. No, it's a banana sticky taped on the wall, though. It's not a plain canvas. But it's a banana sticky taped on the wall. No, no, on, on a on a on a canvas. And the right. S- the shit on what, the canvas. what is the canvas? I'm the, I don't know how exactly. It is. So but why we, are you pretending like there's an extra story? Why are you pretending that it's not? Because when you compare that to the guy painting the art gallery with detailed artwork, one is more difficult than the other. I don't think one is difficult from an one is difficult from a marketing perspective. How can we convince these suckers that this is worth two hundred grand? And one of them is technically difficult. This is the thing. 
I don't think that technical difficulty leads to beauty. There's an aura of simplicity. If something, think about it like when you watch NBA, these people are extraordinarily skilled. They've spent tens and tens and tens of thousands of hours playing it. But when you watch it, it looks easy because there's beauty in simplicity. There's beauty in when you, when you're so when your when your flair your the way the art of the movement you Baz, make it look easy Baz, and that's what makes it look beautiful. No, but Baz, that's when not, you watch someone struggling, it doesn't look good. No, no, no. You could say the exact same thing about that guy painting the fucking painting. Yeah, like it 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 looks easy because he knows what he's doing. But the second anyone else does it, they can't. They they have no idea. That's how to exactly do it. what my perspective is on the banana. But it's literally it looks, a banana sticky tape to a wall. You think that. No, I know you that. Think that the, you think you there's think a lot that, of work gone into it? Absolutely. But you just, it's shielded? Absolutely. What, it? what do you think? Well, I, oh, I don't know. You have I'm to have some artist. perspective. I'm not a painter. Man, you got to have a perspective. Is it perspective? What is the f- uh, movie from Pulp Fiction? The line? Uh, I don't, I'm not Man, sure. you got to have a perspective. Or opinion. Oh, it is opinion. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway, like, I don't need to be an artist to know that there is a lot of skill involved in that. I don't need to be a basketball player to know that LeBron has trained a lot. I don't need to be a no, soccer do, player. Though. To know that fucking no, you do because Ronaldo one is one is objectively more difficult. If I asked you to from, make from your perspective, no, 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 objectively from your no, 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 no. who said that? Uh, every artist in the world. If who? we did a poll of artists, I bet you, I'd bet a billion dollars right now. Don't even have it. I'll go take a loan out for a billion dollars. If we had, I would be actually if we, comfortable making that bet. You're crazy. I think that artists. If we had average, it. why? Because things are a lot more difficult than they seem. But especially, but Baz, you're, you're, especially you're applying, at the highest no, level. No, no, but something. you're applying this to you're applying this to different levels. Like with NBA, there are so many different factors going on. When the main piece is the banana on the fucking what on factors? the canvas, like being able to dribble, being able to shoot, being athletic enough, being tall enough, being fast enough, being strong you don't enough. I think that there's all those factors in, in not in that in in legit contemporary art. Yes, like size, stroke, movement. Not in the banana on the canvas. No. In in the contemporary I think art, you're where you're talking across purposes, because you're talking about literally one thing on a blank canvas, and Baz, I think you're talking about more general modern art, where there is a little bit more labor that goes into it and technique. I'm literally talking about the banana or sticky tape on it, because it's not he. The guy didn't just literally go to the banana and sticky tape it on. There is a lot of thought behind it. A What's lot the thought? of thought, like the theory. You can't you say there's a lot well, of thought at, without knowing any of the thought. Well, that's because it I'd, could have just been that. I'm 100% sure it was. Why? Is it like- Why are you 100% sure? Never- Why are you dealing in absolutes? Because I have read an article like a long time ago. I've, re- I've read articles about it. Very cool. I, I'm, not, I'm not an art expert. I'm not going to pretend to be one, but I know that when things are it, at the highest level- Even you think about, okay, so you think about Banksy, right? He, he works off uh, stencils, right? What he does it. I'm not sure. Yeah, he does. So okay. he works off stencils and he will go spray paint something and it's all you know worth a lot of money, right? It's, it's not the-, the I'm sure there's technical difficulty with the spray painting and stuff like that. But like the, the main story about the Banksy is the comment on society that he gives. So I'm sure you could say that the banana on the painting has a different, like it, it has a meaning it and stuff like that. That doesn't change the fact that someone painting an extremely detailed painting using fine brush strokes and massive brush strokes and all this kind of stuff is not objectively harder than sticky taping a thing in terms of art. If you're talking about marketing, sure. Getting someone to pay $250 for a banana stack to a, uh, to a canvas, that is better than Steve Jobs in marketing. Steve Jobs is just selling a slightly Every, below average comes down to marketing, though. Everything comes down to marketing. No, no, no but there is skill, bro. My, my point is that for some people who are naturally gifted in painting, the banana is a fucking nightmare. How the fuck do I do that? I'd rather just draw something that's beautiful. I can do that. 
that's comfortable for me. No, because, how do not, I, because they how don't do know I marketing. Make, but if we're talking is, about painting, yeah, but how we're talking do I, about art. How do I make something incredible out of a banana sticky tape to a wall? That's the question. Are you saying- but That's marketing. So if not marketing. someone has it spent pure many, many, many hours yeah. technically painting this detailed, intricate piece of work, yeah. does that equate to someone who's spent the equivalent amount of hours conceptualizing, pontificating, doing the theory, thinking about it, and then in the end, slapping a banana skin to a canvas. What's the question? Like, is One is you, worse than the other, Baz. <laughs> what's the question? <laughs> Objectively but speaking. Is it like, are you saying the same amount of thought and process and effort and skill has gone into both things, but with very different outcomes? I'm just, well, I mean, at like, the end of the day- you got, If you got every person in the world and we had a purely democratic uh, situation where you could vote for A or B, yeah. which, one, uh, which one is more impressive out yeah. of this and that? I think- I'd be- far, Yeah, oh, 100%. I agree. I think the popular vote is definitely that. Is definitely the beautiful painting. 100%. I but you said you'd that. fucking bet a million that all the artists would do it. You think I, the I, artists- I think the artists, yeah. The artists who have actually You think the it? artists that have dedicated yeah. their life to bre- uh, brush strokes Absolutely. and creating beautiful art Absolutely. would think that a banana stuck to something, well, which essentially it. creates a mockery it. out of their profession. No, no, no. I, I, think, I think that would really I mean, it. essentially it does. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've got a lobster on a fucking telephone. <laughs> How does that compete with well, all well, these, you know, the fucking Leonardo da Vinci wasn't even like known as a painter as much yeah. as well, a, I'm, a I'm, I'm happy to move on. I think- Interior designer. Yeah. Interior Helicopter maker. <laughs> I'm happy to, uh, we can move on, but we'll just say one last one last bit about this each. I reckon there's a lot more difficulty than you think with everything. Whenever you go to the highest level, it always looks easy. Like skiing. It looks like someone's just slipping down a mountain, everything. but it takes tens of hours. Everything. You yeah. watch someone singing, you watch someone playing, you watch someone drawing, you watch someone playing a video yeah, game. I can appreciate it that. looks Again, so bloody easy, but as, that's because of how much work and there's as a skill my, of making it. And you easy. will not appreciate it until you try it yourself. As my final statement, yeah. I will also say that we were arguing art, not marketing. If you said marketing, I would agree. The fucking selling it, a banana. All, it's all one. It's not one. It's all the same thing. It's not one. It's about it's the complete package. Baz, a basketball player can have can have the most amazing skill, but if he isn't marketable, it's, if it's he's not, the ugliest guy in the world, well. it's it's also a humongous amount of luck because there's a million Van Goghs that weren't recognized. It sure, the exact same Van Gogh wasn't recognized until he was dead. Exactly. But there's a million others. The reality is that if you have the, the, like the technical skill required is very different, and I think. If, if we're basing something off a marketing perspective, I can completely understand that. And the same way that if we were saying who was marketed better, uh, Apple or Samsung, it's like, it's Apple a million percent. They've done such a better job with their product. Yeah. If you're talking about which is the better phone, it's also very clear who's the winner. <laughs> anyway, I think it's- Sorry, Chris, you're still, you, you still think fucking Intel's here, bro. I don't know, man. You're living in the dark Intel, ages, no, I'm, I'm pro Intel for- You're I'm bugging, bro. Anyway, is that your final over. statement? Yeah, we have to close it off. Yeah. You, you well, do you have statement. a final statement? I already made mine. But We've been speaking for 20 one. minutes. Yeah, do you want to make your final I'm statement? I'm good, I'm good. I'm happy yeah. to move on. Well, I, I think just all things like always seem way easier than they are. Oh, yeah, if you guys were back in Rome, 180 time. Oh, yeah? If you were in Rome during the Colosseum days- Yes. With your brain right now- Yeah. Would you watch a gladiatorial fight? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I think so. <laughs> I would watch it at least once. Yeah. yeah. This because in life- counseling afterwards, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. In life, I love experiences. This, this is something that I wanted to ask you guys. Which one would you prefer? Going to a new restaurant that you're not sure what's going to happen or to a restaurant that you know is going to be great? It depends on the situation, I think. It does, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, like if you ever go with you, you probably want to get the same yeah. choice. Oh, 
Oh, I don't know. But I think there's some theater involved in the new, the new sort of. You know what it is? It's all about yeah. your yeah. It's all about your attitude because if you're there with a girl and it turns out to be bad, if you can handle that well, it can turn into like a funny experience. And it can the become time. the one night you remember. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it also remember when we got end. those fucking egg rolls that were cold in the middle? Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> we had to go to fucking Messina to go and get some edible food or something yeah. like <laughs> to get some warmer food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Messina's an ice cream shop, by the way. I mean, I mean, personally, I, let, let's just say, you know, to answer your question, let's just say, but you're by yourself and you're like, you've got the Thai restaurant you know is good or the other Thai restaurant that you've never been to. I have to be an experimental. If, I, if I'm trying to get something rushed, I'll go to something I know that's good. But I will intentionally try and avoid from like things that people just immediately like. So I'd rather not get Macca's or KFC if I could get something that's like a smaller joint that does like, I, I just local. feel like, yeah, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get something from a one-off store, it'll either be shit or it'll be amazing. I agree. Because they have all their time to focus on their recipes. Like I went to a place which uh, might be like the equivalent of either a Porto's or like uh, a local kind of chicken shop. Like right, a, you know, where you can get like chicken and chips and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like an right? Ogalo. Yeah, but that's one a chain. But I went to yeah. a local one near where I live and it was fucking horrible. <laughs> like yeah. I went in there and there was smoke inside the building. <laughs> they oh, definitely had to fuck. turn off the smoke alarms. Did you eat it? Yeah, no, I, I was like, fuck it. I'm oh, going to yeah, try it enough. and let's commit to this. And it was just not good. The chicken was fucking dry. And I'm, I'm like, bro, this is your one store. How have you not figured this out? You would think so, right? You'd you know think what like, I mean? This is your business. This is your life. But there, I think there is nothing better about finding a one-off store that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, Hidden gem. if you go to like, like, you know that if you're going to Hurricanes, you're going to steak that tastes nice. Yeah. But if you go to and find like a secret spot, Maybe it's not even secret, but it's just, it's not everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's your joint. Exactly. Yeah, you know the place. Do you know what sucks though? When you feel like you've discovered something special because you go there towards the end of the night and then later you look up the place because you're like, oh, where it's was it or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got a 4.9 fucking yeah. down to five stars. <laughs> no, I wanted to know it. Yeah. It's my sport. It's not everyone else's. I, I mean, what do you reckon, Chris? Are you are you more of a fan? If you're just by yourself, do you just go to the place you know is good? If I'm by myself, I'll go to the familiar place. Okay, I definitely because I want to share the experience with someone else. If I'm going somewhere new, but oh, it's also do you okay. know what I see? It, it depends where you go to because like, risk it being bad. What? It, oh, well, if it's bad, you can go through that together, and it's exactly. an experience that bonds you. That's true. What What is that type of eating uh, that Brazilians do with the stick, uh, the meat on stick, like in Brasa? What What is that called? Um, Churrascaso. Yeah. So, like, if I'm going to something like that especially after watching Bridesmaids where they're all shit themselves after eating that. <laughs> I'm probably going to go to a place where I know that does it well because it's a very specific kind of food that's not at every corner. Yeah. But if I'm going to fucking like an Indian joint or something like that where they're all over the place, I wouldn't mind fucking going around and like seeing seeing what's available, especially if I'm like yeah. with a chick. Yeah, yeah. Especially if I haven't found my place. A lot of times I'll find my spot for something. So I'll find something that's fucking fantastic for Indian food. Shout out to you Spice Hub. And the curry monitor. so good, bro. Oh, curry monitor. Curry monitor is on a different level. If you ever come to Sydney, oh, I wouldn't even recommend. Just go to Spice Up. Just it's go to way- Gordon. Go to Gordon and get some curry monitor. Curry monitor is way too far away. It's like 50 minutes from the CBD. Oh, bro, but, but it's so good. Where is Spice, it? Uh, Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Oh, okay. But Spice Hub is literally like a 15 minute walk from anywhere. So just go to Spice Hub. Fucking delicious. Get the $9.50 lunch meal. $10. They sponsor isn't it, this podcast. Yeah. Bro, we should get Spice Hub to sponsor this. Yo, that'd, that'd be, be fucking crazy. Should we call him up? Bro, let's fucking do it one day. I'm actually really keen. I'm actually so keen to do yeah. that. What I was trying to say is I would actually prefer, and I realized this when I lived with- Should like we just lie community. about the numbers? Like, oh, we've got, you know, uh, a thousand uh, listeners in the Sydney area. Yeah. <laughs> I can write your pitch. That would be fucking amazing. I'm so keen. What I was trying to say is that I would actually prefer, and I realized this while living with you, 
I prefer going to a place that's new and tastes bad than to go to a place that I know is good. Really? You yeah. got that from me? Well, no, no. I, rem- I I came to that realization while like in the last, what, how long have we lived together? Like eight months? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would much, pre- I prefer mm. new experiences feel better than good experiences. That's the best way to put it. See, I think I agree with you, but not when you're living there. So like if you're getting takeaway to bring back to your house, I completely disagree. But if you're out in like an adventure, even if it's just in a different suburb, like you've gone out to fucking Bondi or fucking Coogee or something, which are like beachy areas, and you're not in your home stomping ground. So you don't know where the good places are. You know what I mean? You have your kebab store, you have your this store. And like, I think if you're in a new area, I 100% agree. But if I'm going to go buy takeaway and bring it back home, I'd rather it like have a consistent level of good. I agree. And especially when you're traveling. I like there is uh, there is a part of me that wants to be able to say I've gone to a Michelin star restaurant, but I also love when you eat some fucking amazing uh, food off like the street. Like in the in the market that we went to in oh, Thailand. We went oh. we went to a market in um in Thailand Bangkok. which had uh yeah in Bangkok which uh they were doing pads use, but they made it on this massive fucking like hot pan in front of you, right? And uh, fresh fish, Baz, right on the thing, they just grab it. Well, don't call it fresh fish. You're sitting outside all day. Baz made the mistake <laughs> of getting the seafood one. The chicken one was like, it looked like a fried katsu seafood chicken. Was delicious. That's not true. You, I literally probably have a video of you saying, I should have got the chicken. I know, but the seafood was still delicious. We had, we had chunks of like, it looked like katsu fucking chicken. It probably it was wasn't katsu, katsu yeah. because- Some sort of schnitzel. Yeah, but it was like, it was like a schnitzel kind of fried chicken on top of the pad too, which you'd think like, it's too crunchy for the texture. That. Well, that's what you think it because really, really it's well. too, you'd like, it's like, oh no, it's not the right texture. You know, yeah. you need to serve it hot. It's too crunchy for the soft noodles. It worked perfectly. Yeah. It was the best pads you have ever had to my life. And Aaron Tuesday. who literally can't eat it. His digestive system did not allow it, still ate it and thought it was yeah. delicious. And was so happy about it as well. And anyway, with that, we've got to the fucking one hour 10 mark. So hey. we'll bounce out now. Thank you so much for all listening in. Thanks so much for Chris to be on the podcast. Thanks for having it's been me. Fucking Thank great. You. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure having you on, man. Thank like, you so much. Like always, hit up the TikTok, hit up the Instagram, hit up the YouTube. We've got a, a video coming out probably last week, fingers crossed, called uh, Ranking Sitcom. So if you haven't seen that, make sure you check, uh, check it out. Fuck hit up yeah. fucking the at puppy this link down below to get 10% off amazing cases. Yep. Hit up the Milk Bucket collab and go support the boys. We've got the Discord link below, fucking everything else. Leave us a five-star review on uh, Google and Apple Podcasts. And yeah, thanks so much for fucking kicking us, lads. What's the key word, by the way? Banana. Yeah, banana. What's banana from? The artwork. The artwork. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that old chestnut. The keyword is shit banana. <laughs> <laughs> keyword is banana, boys. The keyword is London Riverboat. I look forward to hearing- <laughs> Shout out guys from the past. <laughs> <laughs> more, right, more updates another episode on that anyway uh, see you later everyone <laughs> cheers for tuning in boys <laughs>